0: The
1: following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys!
2: This, this is, is Cowboys, Cowboys Storyline
3: with Nick Eatman. What is up? Good morning here. It's Victory Monday. The Cowboys have defeated the Giants 47, no, 49 17. I already got the score wrong. 49 17. This is Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman, and it is time to talk about this game. Anything else you want to talk about? But I would imagine on Monday we can talk about this one. 888-855-2297. That's the number to call. You can text at 817-290-3296. We'll be getting your text messages. We've already got two callers on the line, so we're ready to do that here in just a second. But Cowboys, Giants, everything you wanted to see, I think for the most part, you got to see it. You wanted to take care of business early jump out on them like they did it was 28 nothing at the half it's hard to get much better than that uh and then they rolled all the way 49 17 didn't kick any field goals scored seven touchdowns everybody on offense was able to to get theirs and you know Brandon Cook we can kind of silence that a little bit for for now it was one of his best games of his career Michael Gallup made some some catches or a couple catches big plays down the sideline and Running backs, um, you know, and nothing spectacular, but both of them were pretty impressive. So everything you want to see on offense, defense, they, they, you know, didn't took the ball away. DeRon Bland gets a pick. I mean, other than Micah Parsons not having a sack, and I guess we'll talk about that. But, but for the most part, everybody that you wanted to see do their job, and they did. And the home crowd did their job, and they've won twelve in a row. So, you know. 89 to 17. That's the score against the Giants this year. They can just take that one with them. 89 to 17. Two blowouts. That's the largest margin of victory over one team in a season ever. I think it was 60 something over Philly a couple like several years ago, but uh, back in the 60s actually. Uh, but 89 17. Huge. Um, you know difference there for the Cowboys over, over the Giants, couple of 40 burgers on them. All right, let's talk about it. Let's go to the phone lines. Ronnie in New Jersey probably knows a lot of Giants fans. Ronnie in New Jersey. What's up?
2: Hey, good morning, Mick. Morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? Happy victory Monday. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled, man. This was, uh, uh, I, I actually, I thought we were going to blow them out just like we did. I, I thought it was going to be a little worse. I don't know how we gave up 17 points. Uh, <laughs> The one thing I was going to say, Nick, um, is um, McCarthy listening to your show? Because it's starting to seem like it uh, at every point that so call in. Eight
3: eight 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 five five two two nine seven. Coach, <laughs> <laughs> he must somebody's got. He's got to have somebody scouting your
2: show or something. Uh, cause, uh, every point that was brought up this week, uh, you brought up, and the fans were bringing up about. You know, let's get Brendan Cooks involved. The guy's getting open. He got him involved. He got – and listen, and everybody got got the ball. The yeah. tight end still got the ball. The uh, C.D. Lamb still went off. So that's what everybody's been complaining about. I know he said uh, at one of his press conferences, this is not a fantasy football. It seemed like it yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean – Sure, <laughs> it would be nice to have those
3: guys on your team, right, if you said, I, had, I have Dak, C.D., and Cooks. I bet you didn't lose. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. I, I imagine the people that play. I don't play fantasy, but I, I just love watching the game, and I love the way they played yesterday. This was a team that, like I said, like yeah, we should have blown out. And and I'm just a guy that every point that was brought up, even uh, uh, Terrence Steele getting a little bit of help every yeah. once in a while, you know, that 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 was pretty good. So uh, and like I said uh, the other day, last week, Tyron Smith, man, keep on doing what you're doing. Don't yeah. let Tyron Smith get on that practice field. <laughs> Have him do the walkthroughs, keep the guy in bed, man. Keep let him keep on getting healthy. And let the other guys practice. Uh he he's looking good. He's he looks great. Yeah. I mean, you saw these two games, Nick? He he looks amazing. Yeah. But uh yeah, let me get off the the phone. Right. I know you got so many callers. Thanks for taking my call, Nick, and and,
3: and go Cowboys. All right, thanks, Ronnie. Uh, good stuff. Uh, you know, no, I don't Mike McCarthy. I doubt watches the the show, but the thing is, is that this is like we say it all the time. It's a fan show. You guys, uh, you know, talk to each other. You guys tweet at each other. You you, you watch other shows. You 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 know, it's it, you have the pulse of what's going on, and and. and and I and I guarantee you, he didn't watch this show, but he knows what the narrative is. He he gets the questions from the media, and the same the same guys that are you know asking these questions are the ones that kind of fueling this narrative and about what's up with Brandon Cooks, what's up with whoever Michael Gallup. But I mean, it's hard, you know. And, and today it'll probably be Micah Parsons, you know, or what's. What's up with him? I mean, he didn't he didn't didn't have a sack in that in that last game, and you know, and, and he obviously is frustrated about it uh, or about something. I, I don't know if it, it's that, but the, there's definitely something there going on. So, um, but you know, the he 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 gets a lot of attention, and when he gets attention, the other guys get a lot of sacks. It happened in the first game. I think they had seven sacks against the Giants, and Micah had one this game, five sacks. So they they seem like they make an effort to not get micah parsons to the quarterback but you know they kind of sacrifice something there and the other guys are, are getting there and, and getting home all right let's go to joe in Stamford, texas joe what's up morning my friend great monday happy to talk to you right, how are you doing well you
5: know i'm um, i i did not call till the end of last week and That was because of how that game ended up. It's a lot easier to be in the mood to talk about it whenever (laughs) it was like this. I hear you. Um,
2: you.
5: uh, So, you know, everybody's going to talk about the offense and all the the good stuff that happened. There are a few things that I saw that are going to be important moving forward uh, for a lot tougher competition that I'm encouraged about. Um, Rico Dowdle. Uh, To me, it's just – I don't know whether it's that Pollard has lost a step, but I know that Rico Dowdle has a step on him. Mm -hmm. And I'm very encouraged with how he looked. And in my opinion, he should be getting, if not half of the touches, more than half of the touches at running back. Uh, I'm very encouraged with how he looked. Um, Mozzie Smith, I watched him specifically a bunch yesterday – he has taken strides over the last two or three weeks. He looked a lot better in the run, made individual plays for tackles that he was not making at the beginning of the season. Super excited about that. Um, Mike Parsons still. Um, I think that he's just getting tired of getting double-teamed. People are just scheming for him, and he is getting double-teamed. And you know, it's tough to be double teams. It's tough to be mm-hmm. triple teams. When people game plan for you, it's tough. And he's, you know, in order for him to get his stats now, he's going to have to figure out, and Dan's going to have to figure out a way to scheme him to where he's not going to be getting so so much attention. I don't know how to do it, but I mean, and you can see it. I watched that the whole game. He was super frustrated. There are plays that he could have made, I feel like, that he didn't make yesterday because of how he had been getting double teamed on other plays, and I think that's probably part of the reason why he was out there longer than he should have been, uh, because he's like, hey, I need to get mine. I need to get mine, which frankly, you know, is a little bit of a selfish attitude, but I can't say I blame him because, you know, he feels like he needs his stats too. And I understand that, but you know, we need to make him understand that it's that he is what's making all this other stuff happen. Yeah.
3: He's going to have to understand that on his own. I mean, he has to yeah. figure that out. I mean, yeah. um, and, and, you know, it's just, if that's it, I mean, uh, let, let me call Thanks for the call, Joe, as always. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of hesitate to say what the problem is, you know, with him. But I know he tweeted something kind of cryptic, you know, and he you could tell. And he left the locker room really quick yesterday. Didn't talk to the media, and I'm sure he'll have his 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 podcast on. I don't know what day it is—Tuesday, maybe. He'll have his podcast, and maybe he's got things to say there. But but um, you know, he's got to understand that. But I don't know if he. I mean, this is not new. This is his third season now like like and also think about these games against the giants these games they the giants are 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 letting him you know they're they're making sure he doesn't go off like uh, earlier this year they gave up seven sacks he only had one of them the other guys had, had a huge huge game um i know week one week three of last year against the giants he did not get a sack tank got three I mean, they, they had several in, in that game. So it seems like the Giants make sure that Micah Parsons is going to get plenty of attention. And, and, and they're okay sacrificing the other guys. And so that's why I think this is going to be a, a cycle. Like, yeah, he, he's always going to get attention. But if the other guys on the flip side can do their thing... It'll only be better for, for him. And, and, and they did. They, they did that yesterday. I mean, those guys, Sam Williams, um, you know, we, we saw Dorrance Armstrong, I think, get, get a sack. I mean, they had five sacks in the game. So, I mean, I got the stats here. But, but yeah, those guys, I mean, they, they have to – Dante Fowler, um, Demarcus Lawrence got one, um, you know, Gallimore from the inside, Sam Williams, Armstrong on the outside. That's what they have to do. That's if if Mike is not getting you know the sacks, then Tank has to get some, and Fowler and Williams, and that that's probably part of the frustration too. You know, you got five real pass rushers on this team, and four of them got sacks. So, and he's getting held every play, and I, I know he's frustrated by that. But you know, you you would like to see him you know, have a different approach there and, and get excited for the fact that the, the defense dominated and the defense got pressure and he's the catalyst of it all. So hopefully he'll get that. Understand that you're right. Mozzie had a, had a, you know, had a couple of good tackles and he is starting to, to come on a little bit. And Rico, you know, yesterday, 15 carries for uh, Pollard 12 for Rico. I thought there was a couple of times in the game where Rico helped them get down there. That first drive where they didn't score, I thought that was odd that, that you know, they had first and goal at the 5. And the reason was because of a couple of nice runs by Rico, and they pull him out of the game, and they run Pollard a couple of times, and they don't make it. And, um, you know, I, I, that, that was alarming, honestly. But, um, but he ends up with 12 carries for 79 yards, 6.6 carry. And I'm fine with this right there. I'm fine with that. If they want to go... Pollard at 15 and and Rico at 12. Let's let's don't get carried away now. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Everyone wanted Pollard to be the starter over Zeke. And now Pollard is the starter. And it's like he's lost a step. He hasn't lost a step. It's just a different... When when you're the starter, it's different. Because you're not only... Are you getting these tough inside runs? You're taking more hits on pass blocking. You're just out there a little bit more. And the wear and tear, it, it wears on him. So you know, if you don't try to make Rico the starter and now the same thing's going to happen. It it, it is what it is right here. I think, I think it's fine. Um, But I do think less carries is probably better for, for Pollard. All right. uh, Let's go to Brian in Kansas city. Hey, good morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning.
6: Oh boy. These are easy days to call in. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just saying about Pollard having to do, you know, the past pro that Zeke used to do well. And I saw, you, you're going to remember you, – you have a steel trap memory. You'll remember exactly when this was. But we're we're somewhere inside our own 10, and it's a bomb to Cooks who catches it around the 50. Mm-hmm. And, boy, did he pick up – I don't know if it was a blitzer or just a free – you know, somebody got loose. But, yeah, I mean – just ste- Yeah, he just stepped up and yeah. picked somebody up, you know, and just got clobbered. Yeah,
3: that's – a- that's what I love about Pollard. He he's not afraid of anything. I mean that that's the thing. He's he's not a big guy, but he he, he thinks he's Jerome Bettis running the football, you know. And he, he's not, but I mean, and you can get in trouble with that kind of stuff. But I mean, he's pretty fearless. And you're right. I I, I didn't see that. That's we're kind of on the opposite end of the press box. I know the play you're talking about because it was a big play in the game. Um, I thought to kind of change momentum a little bit and get them going. But but yeah, I didn't actually see that block, but it doesn't surprise me.
6: Yeah, it was, it was really something. It was on the TV broadcast. It was just before the camera moved to cooks and I caught it. (laughs) Man, he just, Mm. he looked like he just got clobbered, but he, but he stopped whoever it was. So I, you know, I, the last caller said, I don't know if it was, no, if it was Joe or if it was the, the, the first guy, but uh, somebody said that Mozzie's playing better. I hope that's the case. You know, we've, I don't know how many times we've said it on the show, the, the, you know, one of the frustrations with not trading anybody mid-season is probably coming from the fact that the rookie class has been almost a no-show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I hope I, – I don't analyze football for a living, so Mozzie plays one of those positions where do not yeah. he's not going to get a lot of stats. You right. know, playing well in the run game is what we got him for. So hopefully that's true, and I hope he's doing better. Um and then I had a, a uh, an old cowboy. Maybe if you have a story about him, uh, guy that was kind of a troubled guy when he was playing, and turned his life around after he got out of the NFL. Hollywood Henderson. Okay. And I'll let you talk on that. Have a good one, man. All
3: right, thank you. You know, I don't, um, I don't have a ton of stories about Hollywood Henderson. Not not a player that I covered. I do know this though. I mean, he he was one of. I hope I'm saying this right. I think he won the lottery twice. I think he's won the Texas State lottery two different times. Obviously, he's a player. Uh, you can't play. You can't win if you don't play. But I think he. I mean, we're talking like big winners here. Um, and so that's that's probably helping his his life. Uh, that helps turn around things. I, I would imagine. Maybe not. Um, the, his name did come up a couple of weeks ago when when you see Sam Williams out at the gunner uh, spot which he did again yesterday you know he's got that speed it's just it just looks weird you don't see a 54 out there in the gutter spot and not that Hollywood did that um but he did return a punt for a touchdown. Um, I've seen, I've seen the, the highlight. It was a, it was a punt return and, and where it was like off of reverse. He also had an interception for a touchdown and dunked the ball through the goalpost. So, um, freak athlete. I don't know a whole lot about his story. I know he did. Yeah, he did. was troubled and, and, uh, controversial at times and all that. I, we, we tried to do a, a deep blue documentary on him. Uh, and, uh, he our our price tag for to do that wasn't didn't meet his and typically we don't really do anything we don't really pay for that usually the player is like yeah sure I would love to do that but um he wanted I think he wanted some some money there um but you know he's won the lottery twice I thought it would be fine it would be a great story I'd like to I I would like to know more about that at Hollywood Henderson I really don't know a ton about that Mozzie Smith going back to what you said about Mozzie. You're right. You know those guys on the interior. Sometimes you don't always see what they're asked, what they're asked to do, and, and, and it's hard to kind of grade them unless you really know the game in, ins and outs. I mean, you see the guy making play or, or he doesn't. But here's here's the thing for me that there's been some third and ones, fourth and ones, goal line plays that he's not out there, and, and that's where I don't understand. I mean, if you're if you're the drafted 26th overall, first round, I would think you would be ready to play to the point where you can stop the run on a play like that. And, and he hadn't always been in the game, so he was in the game a lot more yesterday. That's an encouraging side. We we you know we saw some plays from him. Another encouraging thing. So just keep getting better, keep get better with more reps, and um, you know I think he'll be fine. All right, Anthony in Miami is our next caller. Anthony, what's up, Nick? What's McCoy? up? You doing? What's up, you man? Doing? <laughs> you gonna stir up some hey, controversy
0: today? What do you got? What do you got? Nah man, you know I'm a i am bring it, man. You know, I, I told you I love you, man. You you going hanging with the boys now, y'all. You you, you in there, man. you yeah. You in there with my peeps, man. <laughs> but check this out. I got some um I got two blasts from the past, wide right. receivers
3: for you. All right. Mike Gerard and Jimmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Mike yeah both of them both of them did more of their damage with other teams uh obviously Jimmy Smith did Mike Serrar, you know Mike Serrar was going to be a, a good player I think he he got he broke his leg and um I think the second year first or second year and then that that just kind of he he did he didn't recover in time and I think the Cowboys decided to move on and he played a little bit with the 49ers because um, he played in that game, the Cowboys beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship in '92. He was on the other side with um, Rice and Taylor. He he was in there. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, but um, yeah, Jimmy Smith. I mean, <laughs> Hall of Famer, I believe, right? <laughs> I mean, he should be. He will be if he's should not.
2: be a
0: Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah,
3: yeah, Another one of those guys got got hurt uh, first year with the Cowboys, and uh, they they just kind of moved on, and and then he bounced around a little bit, and then goes to. The, Jacksonville, and this is probably, I think they're all-time leading receiver. Yep,
0: got with Keenan Mikado and them mm-hmm. boys started something, didn't sure. they? Sure, yep, for sure. Wow, okay, on this game, man, you know what was crazy? I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, let's get this thing over with, because I know right at the third quarter, you know, they're going to switch. You know, they have two networks or whatever, switch games. And here goes Mr. Daybo. I'm trying to show sympathy to the team, to the Giants. This, man, challenges, and the referees entertain this foolishness at the beginning of the game. You know what I said right after that? Man, beat the brakes off these fools for this ignorance, man. Why would you do that, bro? We're trying to help you out. You know, so yeah. if you challenge something. I knew y'all, I knew they were going to get blasted at that point. You know, I thought the Cowboys would have a slight letdown. I had it somewhere around like 27-6. You know, I feel like we didn't, you know, we wasn't going, you know, let's, you know, let's get out of here healthy or whatnot. But, you know, for him to do that, man, it was just funny. The Cowboys got some things to clean up, man. Yeah. We really got to, you know, you go from one penalty, you know, I'm proud of him at halftime. And then, you know, come on, man, you, you open the floodgates with penalties, man, in, in the second, I mean, third and fourth quarter. So we got to clean that up, man. But I'm proud of my boy Dak and you know how I feel about him. So I'm proud of the team, you know what I'm saying? So let's on to the next, man. We got to keep this thing going. All right. So um, next week, Nick.
3: All right, sounds good. Thank you, Anthony, for the call. Good stuff. Here's the thing about the Brian Dable play, and I don't, I don't know what happened there. I mean, I was actually watching from the sideline to see if they were going to challenge this. I was looking for him, and he throws the red, red flag. So, I think, and this is something that Derek and I talked about that you know he might not have gotten a good look, or the, the people upstairs might not have gotten that look yet that they wanted to see. Because it was pretty clear once you saw it. But you don't always see it. You don't always see it right away. Cowboys are going to snap the ball kind of quickly. And so I think he looked at it like, man, I mean, the ball pops out. Maybe maybe it's moving when it pops out. And what a huge play that would be. So um, I don't think anyone could have seen the play and go, you know what? Let's do it. I think it was one of those things like, Hey, we, we might as well just throw it. And then by the time they threw the flag, and then they look at it and they go, "Oh man, he no, coach, he, he's down." So by that t- time, you've already thrown it. So then they're like, "Wait a second, I don't want to challenge anymore." But you already threw the flag, and so I I don't know what all happened there, but it makes me think that he had to to just throw it because just just to see, because uh, they don't have the, the good look, which means that. It means it's a flawed system. You know, if that's the case where the guys in the booth don't have the right look, you know, then the, what what are we doing here? What, what are we challenging for? So, all right, um, let's move on to the uh, next caller. We have Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Sebastian, what's up?
7: Good morning. Good morning. Shout out to Chris Beam and all the fans. Guys, I hope you're doing well today, right. obviously. Hey, let me ask you a question. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Vegas. Oh, Dak might need to update his resume because he has been dealing in these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids balling at an NBA level, I'm, I'm loving so, every minute of I'm it. I'm so
3: glad I knew the answer to that because I, I played right into your joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because if I would have said, I don't know, that would have been funny. So, yeah it, it, it is, it, yeah, it is good. He is. He, and uh, to the
7: previous couple
3: callers as well. Yep. Yeah,
7: Mazi Smith and the draft class. The, our, this draft class as a whole has been getting a lot of flack. They all contributed to that game. Yes, schoolmaker had the drop, but he had that key block on mm-hmm. C.D. getting that touchdown. He did, he and didn't. Mazi Smith kept him in that end zone. That should have been a safety. He got out. I don't know how they said the ball was out of there. He was in that end zone with Mazi Smith. And Mazi cut through there, and he did it on several occasions. But when I think... Uh, Hankins and the other tackles, they're playing so well, it's hard to get Mozzie in there. Yeah. I did see several times he's not on the field, and I'll hang up and listen, man. It was a pretty good game.
3: Thanks, Sebastian. You know, we said this before. I mean, it's not like Gallimore and Chauncey Golston. and we're talking about third round picks. And, and Hankins has been, you know, he's an established vet. He's been around as well. I mean, when you think about, I mean, Junior Fajoco. People kind of forget he was drafted. I mean, he can't get on the field. I mean, at all right now. I mean, it's you know he has a he just got a lot of guys a, a ahead of him. So um, you know, I'd like to see him play a little bit too, if he could. But it's just not happening right now for for him. And so that kind of speaks to my point about Mozzie. It's like it's hard. It's hard to get on the field. You know, I mean, yeah. But see, but drafting him in the first round though. That, that's not, I mean, that's sort of an excuse, but when you draft them in the first round, a lot of times you've already made those decisions. Is this guy better than what we have here? Can we plug him in and play? Because if you don't plug in a guy, unless it's a quarterback that you're just deciding to, to take there, but... If it's a defensive tackle, most of the time, any position you draft in the first round, it's a guy that could step right in and play, and he hasn't been able to do that just yet. So I, you know, I think there's probably some not concerned, but I bet you there's some people in the building that that thought his, you know, he was a little further along in his development, but he's still working at it, and, and he's you know did a nice job yesterday. So um, that, that's encouraging uh, for him. Uh, let's go to Dylan in Northport, Florida. Hey Nick, how's it going, man? Good.
4: How are you doing, dude? I'm good, dude. Just put us in the Super Bowl. That's that's it. Super we're Bowl. It. All right, we're we're going. That's yeah, nice. no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just a couple quick things, then I got to run. Uh, Michael Gallup, that game he had it was kind of a synopsis of what you always say about him, dude. It's uh, it's like you think he's going away, he's getting you know his reps taken away by like Jalen Brooks, which was cool to see him play. But he's getting reps taken from him, you know. Balls are going to Cooks, which was nice, a nice change. And then all of a sudden, Gallup comes out of nowhere, has that that big touchdown catch. Yep. Which wasn't an easy catch, and that that yeah. one later on, which wasn't an easy catch either, and that's classic Michael Gallup catches. That's the stuff he can do for you. So good, good to see that. Right. Um, and the Jerome Bland, dude, this guy like. <sighs> His interceptions aren't always the easiest interceptions. Like he doesn't lose a contested fight on a football. It seems like like he's the guy that's going to wrestle it away. And the advantage goes to the offense in those situations, obviously, because if it's a tie ball, right. you know they get it. It's never a tie ball with that guy. That guy just he he grabs it and takes it away, and it's beautiful to see. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. yeah, man, that <clears throat> that's all I got for it. you. Got to run, but right. uh, take care and have a good day.
3: Okay. So thanks, uh, thanks, Dylan, for squeezing us in your schedule here. You're so busy. Um, I appreciate that. Uh He's right, though. You know, Deron Bland, I mean, he goes and gets the football. I mean, he gets – I mean, both those two guys, Gallup and Bland, both those plays were like kind of the same deep ball. It's up in the air. It's a fight for it. The Gallup one was one, one where, you know, everybody was catching a ball, making plays, doing – you know, it was a fun game. And I was sitting there next to Derek, and I said, has Gallup caught a pass? And he said, no, he hasn't even been targeted. And I was like, oh. And I was just looking at him, balls at the 41, and I was like, he's getting one right here, right here. Everybody else is getting him; He's getting one. And I didn't think it was going to be a deep ball for a touchdown. I didn't say that. I just said, he's getting the ball right here. And so he did, um, made the catch, and then he made another one down the sideline too. So, you know, that's the thing. The good thing about Gallup and Cooks, and I'll say this. Hold on. Let me go to a text question here from Carl in Nashville. It says, great win. Question, what did you see different that made Cooks and Gallup Explode. Thank you. Um, So talking about both of them, my point that I was going to say is that their attitude about not getting the football sometimes and and being, you know, just kind of knowing their role. um, It's very valuable to have, you know, you do want the receivers to be a dog and want the football and all that stuff. And that's what CD obviously, you know, was barking for the ball and he's getting it now and all this stuff and cooks and and Gallup, you know, their moments hadn't, Take, it took a little bit of time, but you never really heard anything, and that's that's important because you can't have everybody in the room, you know, wanting the football all the time. So there, there's a sweet spot there of wanting that receiver to want the ball, but at the same time, be respectful. Don't 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 you know cause waves and all that. So I, I applaud both of those guys. What happened yesterday? I, I just think you know CD's getting some extra attention, but it's it doesn't look like it, and he's beating those double teams as well. But the key for these guys is that how valuable they are in the, in the offense and understanding different positions they play. They don't just play on the outside. They play the inside. They'll play the X. They'll play the Z. They'll play all across the, 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 the you know, the field. And that's really good because then you can't pigeonhole of what the, where the, where these guys are going to be. You've seen Gallup in the slot. You've seen cooks of course, and CD. So the fact that they understand where they're supposed to be—you've got veteran receivers out there that that can play very versatile, you know, spots on the field. That's that's valuable, and I and I think that that's we saw that in that game because they kind of moved them around a lot. You saw Cooks making plays from all different spots, you know. Gallup more Gallup was was more on the outside, but you know he's a he's a guy that's never been afraid to make a tough catch, make on the sideline, and he'll fight for it. So he's a um, you know, he he he's kind of buying his time a little bit, but but he's done a nice job, and I and I applaud him for the game that he had uh, yesterday. All right, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Robbie in Florida. Robbie, what's up? What's up? How are you doing?
2: Oh, uh, it's always a good day when we win, right?
3: Definitely, definitely a good one when we win.
2: Sure. <laughs> hey, man, I know I say it all the time, every time I call in, but really appreciate what you and Derek have put together for our team, man. Oh. It's- Thank you. It gives the fans a, a chance to speak, and it's it's outstanding, bro. Well,
3: I, I appreciate it. I, I have a lot of fun with it, and I hope you guys do as well, especially on on games like today.
2: Yes, sir. Um, my only concern, I mean, it was a great win, obviously, but is our run game going to get a little bit? Rico looked good. Yeah. Well, you know, Tony looks good, but do we need, still need that one-two punch with Zeke and uh, and Tony, like it was. I mean.
3: Well, I mean. Here's the thing. It seventy nine and fifty five. That's not that's not I mean, is that a one two punch? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah. But but I, I'll say this, if you might you might want a little bit more yards there, but but don't forget when Zeke and Pollard were doing their things, they didn't have two guys with one fifty on the outside. I mean, you talk you're talking about a four hundred yard passing game from your quarterback and then hundred and sixty eight rushing yards. I mean, at at a 5.1 yard clip, I'm I'm fine with that. I I, I mean, yeah, I I think that there's going to be some games where you can't throw the ball as much. You're going to have to rely on the run a little bit more than that. So yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. But in this particular game, I think it was it was a very sound effort uh, for them. And and yeah, I think they ran the wrong guy there in the at the goal line towards the end, in the first drive of the game. Um, I, I think Dowdle deserved to be out there. Not just because he's a bigger guy. I think he deserved to be out there in that drive. You can leave him in there and go get him a touchdown. All right. Uh, Thanks for the call, Robbie. I thought I might have one more thing to say, but that's fine. We're going to go – let me go to Aaron in Youngstown, Ohio, then we'll go to break. Aaron, what's up, man?
8: Hey, Nick. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. So, just a couple takeaways that I had from this game. Number one is – Dak Prescott is an MVP candidate right now, and I don't think anybody can come away these last few weeks and say that he's not with the the slow start that he had and this offense had to where he is now 7th in yards, 3rd in touchdowns, and 3rd thir- in both QBR and quarterback rating. It's kind of unbelievable that the heater that he is on and just can only imagine what his numbers would look like if McCarthy wouldn't have waited this long to kind of just let him cut loose, and just let him do his thing. So it's just great kind of seeing him just kind of being on this heater and then cd lamb i think cd has officially reached the status where he can now get the the subliminal uh tweets from you that just say i'm better than you that Mm Daz used to get because i mean after he made after he made that one-headed catch last night that was (laughs) the first thing i thought of was yeah that's a that's a nick Eatman. i'm better than you right there. that's right he's he he has been better than pretty much anyone and i mean it's tyreek a.j brown and then now him him just being almost a thousand yards—it's just unbelievable what he's been doing. And and I know and I know that good teams are supposed to beat bad teams. I get that, but good teams are not supposed to completely obliterate teams the way this Cowboys team is. Because I know that you want to be able to beat good teams, but if you're playing a team that is bad undermanned and that overmatched, you don't just want to beat them—you want to beat them down. And the fact that they're able to. Beat these teams down the way they are. It just shows you how much better they are than so many teams in this league. And Even though they lost last week, I mean, we all said that we took away some positives from that game. And definitely those positives were still there because this team is not slowing down. Dak and CD are not slowing down. Deron Bland's not slowing down. So, I mean, this, this team is just, these next few weeks is kind of get on a little bit of a roll to go back into that Eagles rematch I mean they're going to be sitting right in the thick of it and especially the way San Francisco looked yesterday they're they're still a very good team and Philly's still got to play them so I mean it's it's still all up in the air right now the only negative that I take away from that game is I know Parsons likes to get sacks but I just hate his body language when he doesn't when he doesn't have any sacks on the game you could just tell that even though even though we were winning and the game was out of hand and the defense was dominating you could still see that he was not happy because he wasn't getting his numbers which I mean I get that you want to stats have when you're seeing Watt and Garrett and all them kind of getting sacks and kind of starting to pull away from you a little bit, but you can't really show yourself being that frustrated with it. So that was the only real negative that I saw in that game yesterday was just yeah. his body language, but I mean, it'll, it'll be all, it'll be all right. He'll, he'll get past that. But I, I mean, I, I get that he wants to be great every week, but in the, I got a couple, couple random Cowboys for you. So my two, my two randoms that they were kind of a flash in the pan, uh, was uh, Patrick Jeffers and Brian McCann. Both both of them guys didn't really do much, but the time that they were on the field, they had some splash plays, especially McCann with the uh, 101-yard interception return. Then he followed it up the next week with a 97-yard punt return, and then he just kind of was never heard from again. <laughs> right, so, right. So, I mean, right. I, the, those are my two random guys for you. So, thank you right. for taking call. Cool. Right.
3: All right. Thank you. A lot of good stuff there. Um, uh, you know, Brian McCann, you're right. I mean, he had, he had the huge interception for a touchdown. That was Garrett's first game as head coach after they had fired uh, Wade Phillips 2010, and, and he had a big big play. And then the next week, you're right. And the best part about that play against the, uh, Detroit, I remember special teams coach Joe D. Camilles was so happy with him because he, he wasn't just a punt return. It wasn't like he was the returner. He was not the punt returner there. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but might have been Creighton. Nah, maybe maybe he'd already been gone, but um, there was another punt returner, and the ball had bounced. They, they, the Detroit had knocked the ball backwards to save it to try to pin them in, so they'd already touched the ball. So he knew that he, he could go and grab the football. Even if he fumbled, it wouldn't matter. They would still have it. That's the rule. So he knew Detroit had touched it. They knocked it backwards. He caught it on the fly and took it to the house 97 yards, and so that, that was an unbelievable play. Um, I get I bet you there. That's a record for a player that's had two 97 yard touchdowns or longer in back to back games. That's pretty impressive. There, Jeffers. I just know he caught a touchdown against the Vikings in that Randy Moss game, but I mean he didn't catch three uh, like like Moss did. Uh, one more point I'd make. He said he put CD in a category with Tyreek and AJ Brown, and I'm and I'm fine with that. Do you know what all of those guys have in common? Um, is look at the other side. You know, there's been there's some there's production there. There's either first round pick or thousand yard receiver or both. You know, you've got Brandon Cooks on the other side of CD, and I think that really helps. I think Devontae Smith helps AJ Brown. I think you know Waddle helps uh, Tyreek. Uh, these are great players. You know, and, and both of those guys, Brown and Tyreek, have done it in two different systems. So they, they, they are great players. But I think having another receiver on the other side you know, really does help. Let's go to break real quick. We'll come right back on Cowboy Storyline.
2: Only on Hulu. Back,
3: back to Cowboy's back. Storyline. All right. Welcome back. Cowboy's Storyline here. Got a few more minutes to go. We've got a uh, couple callers on the line. It's not, not a, I wouldn't say it's not a real show. It's, we've had some shows, but it, it, it turns up a notch a little bit when we get Rob in Vegas. So let's, hey, do, it. let's do this.
1: Nick, I know you're gonna find this hard to believe, but I can't even have anything negative. You got nothing? There. You got nothing? nothing? I mean it was it was domination. It was, wow. it was great. That, the that right there, there,
3: that's a win that that is a, that is a then it was a complete win then. Right, it was a and if Robin win. Vegas got nothing for this team. <laughs> oh, are you okay? Gotta, are you feeling okay?
1: <laughs> right. And I gotta give I gotta give some love to uh Mike McCarthy and I'm glad he listens to your show. <laughs> because <laughs> We talked about how, you know, maybe we should get Rico Daddle involved. He mm-hmm. looks a little more explosive, and there you go. We talked about how we didn't think it was the best idea to blow up the whole Keller Moore offense, just tweak it. Mm-hmm. And I think ever since the 49er game, he, he sat, he looked at himself in the mirror, and he made some changes, and it, it's, it's working out great. Dak is playing the best he's ever played. You got the rookie Dak running with the experience. Of him playing quarterback and throwing, he looks fantastic. And now I just need Dak to channel his inner Bobby Boucher from The Waterboy. <laughs> and every time he sees the Forty ers he sees them wearing New York Giant uniforms. Okay. Because Love it. <laughs> there's something about the Giants. I don't know what they did to him as a rookie.
3: They beat him twice, <laughs>
1: and, and that's and and he just owns them. But it was great. They they got you knew they were going to get. I mean, I'm not a big fantasy football guy because I'm terrible at it because the whole team of cowboys because I can't root for nobody else. <laughs> but you knew they were going to get Cooks the ball because when they start talking about this guy may be disgruntled, they feed him.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that was great. And I, they would just... Listen, it was just a great, a, a great thing. And I got to give right. a shout-out to the fans. The fans at AT&T for years, I thought, were way too quiet. Mm-hmm. We didn't have much of a home field. But now... That place is rocking. You know, I play it on the TV. I play it loud. I got so loud. And you could just hear it. And hey, what is it? Twelve in a row now at home or something?
3: Twelve in a row. I mean, it's it's
1: it's just it's just awesome. I and mean, I know it's the Giants, but I I don't care when you beat somebody out there. These guys get
3: paid too. That you know what? That's but that's even more of the point about the fans. Yes, yeah, the Giants, okay, but the, I mean they, they didn't care. I mean the fans didn't care. They they brought the energy like it was a playoff atmosphere. Uh, I yep. give them credit for that. They 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 have really turned things around and they have made it. You know you you know credit the Cowboys the organization. Their energy. Entertainment, you know all of that. They, they, they. It's a really, really good place. I have a question for you, though, Rob, because you sure. talked about you talked about uh, you know these offensive players maybe wanting the ball a little bit more, so you feed them. So how do you feed defensive players? Maybe yet defensive guys that 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 want to be uh, freed up a little bit, if you will. How, how do you feed those guys?
1: Well, I thought I thought they were very conservative with Michael Parsons. He was playing a lot more. Linebacker, and and I agree with the last caller. I I I don't like his body language Mm -hmm. when it's not going good. It's a team sport, Mike. I want to see you get sacks because you—that's better for everybody. Sure, but you got to cheer on your fellow players too. And I just thought it was one of the games they were. I think they were having him key on Saquon Barkley because, let's face it, that's all the Giants really had. And he was playing linebacker more. I, I think they do a great job with him moving him around. They just didn't do it that game. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I mean, but but I like that they rushed Fowler more. I think he's really good at that. I like that they played um, Williams more. You know, he he's he's a good pass rusher. So Michael Parsons, listen, this this, this works out better for him if these other guys pick it up. Right. You're you're going to get. I'm not saying less attention, but. You'll probably do better off, but I, I need him to, you know, smile and jump around and uh, enjoy the win, not just the sacks.
3: Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Thanks for the call, Rob. As always, um, and, and and you're right. I mean, it's it's um, concerning a little bit. I mean, you you just want to see him. You know, that's that's part of the the maturity of it. And Sam Williams a few weeks ago was kind of the same way. And you know, they, I know they both have tweeted some stuff out and. You know, it, you just you want them to see the big picture of things is that, you know, because Micah has had great moments and he's tough to block. You cannot block him one on one. Teams study. They know this. They're not going to let him go off like that. And then the other guys make their plays. You know, I mean, I always go back to, the to you know, guys like the Colts back in the day. I mean, Dwight Freeney, as great as Dwight Freeney was, they had a guy named Mathis on the other side that also, I think, had 100 career sacks too. You know, you can't just block everyone. So credit the guys like Dorrance Armstrong and Dante Fowler for taking advantage of the fact that, hey, we're going to get opportunities here. You keep doing that. You keep making sacks like that. And then teams are going to say, all right, we got to make sure that, you know, we can't let this happen. And then Micah gets his plays as well. It's just this seesaw thing and and you and hopefully they can see it that way, but it doesn't sound like they do all the time. All right, let's go to Jeremy in Colorado. I think we got a first time caller hey, how you doing what's up man? How are you good um big big fan of you, and obviously the cowboys uh thanks jeremy i just I
0: just had a question about the the jerseys uh why don't they ever get like these? Dope silver jerseys, dope silver like jerseys. all
3: silver, matching the helmet. Well, do you think they would sell them in the pro shop if they did? Absolutely. Well, then I don't know why they don't. Then because I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because you know, we know. We, you know, they're, they're gonna sell jerseys here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why we hadn't seen it all. They're so, silver. They're
0: so traditional. They're so traditional. Yeah. They always keep the same jerseys every year. And you know, I'm well, 40, so I've seen a lot. But
3: you know, though, I mean, I'll say this though. They they, as traditional as they are, the last five or six years. I mean, th- think about it though. They they they'll throw some alternate stuff at you. They'll 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 wear blue at home. Oh my God, blue at home. I mean, like they they do that. So they They switch it up a little, I don't know if i've seen i don't know about the silver silver look, but um you know i mean if if they if they thought you know it would it would work um you know they could sell jerseys on it and it would look good i mean that, that's the thing i mean um you know i'd I'd like to see some navy pants with the, with the silver stripe when, when they wear navy I'd like to see that, but i mean I don't know if we ever will, but yeah, i mean mix it up every now and then i i wouldn't roll anything out honestly. But, oh,
0: and uh be, before I go um, I just wanted to say, uh, why won't they in in the goal line, and especially in a game like last night uh, uh run the ball and yeah. and also yesterday would have been a great fleet player for you too you know and i'll and I'll go and I'll listen to you <laughs> online
3: i you know it's funny you say that, and I don't I don't say this all the time. Thank you for the call, uh, uh, Jeremy. Thank you for the call, for the first time. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, but I actually said that they were they were on the twenty yard line, backed up. I don't remember the score. I think it was third quarter. It was. I don't remember what quarter it was, but I said I said to Derek, I said, "This would be a good job for a flea flicker right now," and he was like have they ever run it i mean and all the time you've been here, they they've i was like yes twice i think i think helen moore did it a couple years ago it did not work it did not it threw it out of bounds or whatever whatever but they have done it once with like way back in 05 bledsoe barber flipped it back to bledsoe to terry glenn wide open touchdown against the chiefs so yeah it, it it does work and i would do it all the time uh all right josh in chicago what's up josh
9: yes sir so i'm gonna try to talk quick but uh caller, yeah, first love time caller long time another first time boom
3: you guys are rolling uh, and
9: yes sir and i've been listening for 10 plus years so love you guys love what you do all uh right. mr eagleton over there i think does a great job so um
3: mr eagleton last week, I,
9: I, <laughs> last week I texted in about the uh wrestler so i'll give you mine sean michaels all uh, right and then yeah, I hope you get to see the documentary. My uh, Cowboys player, too, is Doug Free. I grew up in DeKalb, Illinois, so I love Doug Free. Doug Free. Like it. Yeah. Good player. Um, yeah, I still don't know why in that uh, playoff game in 2010. They didn't go back to him instead of Colombo. is obviously a legend and awesome, but I thought Free just looked well for those seven games. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, what
1: that. I'll say about this team is,
9: oh, yeah. I think they got everything they need to win. It's just a mental thing. Uh, I think they're a good team, obviously, but they just got to get it right upstairs when they play these big teams like the Eagles and the 49ers, and they'll do just fine.
3: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and, and sometimes you don't think you can do it until you do it. So, um, you know, they, they got to go be, uh-oh, I hear I a hear baby crying. Yeah, uh-oh, sorry about that. Uh-oh. I got a kid. Yeah, I, that's all right. That's okay. Uh, Chris just cut him off. He's like, oh, I got two kids, too. Like, cut them yeah. up uh, no uh, thanks for the call and you know I am mental th- aspect of it I, I think they can help themselves obviously by beating the Eagles that would help just in general but but winning that game if you can go beat the Eagles you might have to play them again in Philly who knows but I, I think you know from a standpoint of of yeah we, we can dominate these other teams we, we need to show we can win some of these other games. Uh, you know, this would be big. I'm not sure if they've beaten a team with a winning record. Um, The Chargers and then the Jets are kind of flirting with 500. I'm not sure where they are. Chargers lost yesterday. Jets lost yesterday. I don't know if the Cowboys have beaten a team with a winning record, but you know what? It's not their problem. I mean, they, I mean, it, that doesn't matter. This isn't this isn't college football. You're not voting for for you know to be in the playoff. You mean you just get in the playoff by winning the games. But but yeah, it'd be nice that for mentally and from the fans' perspective to be able to do that. All right, are we? Do I really have three first-time callers in a row? Allen in Richmond, Virginia. Yes, sir. What is up, man? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I, can I start
0: off by starting? Yes,
3: this you can. Start the off.
0: Eagles. The Eagles are the most obnoxious arrogant hypocritical fan base they is. they're all over twitter saying oh it was just the giants my rebuttal to them you beat the giants the way we did this season then come back and talk
3: they might (laughs) they really might but i need to see it first hold on though just breaking news here um Eagles fans are annoying you. They're they're showing that they're they're not very classy. I mean, what are we shocked here? I mean, what what are we doing here? Are we surprised? No, we're not. I mean, we're not. Come on, they didn't play a game. That's what they got to think. What are they gonna do? You know? I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't know this. The Cowboy fans when they're on the bye week, do they sit there and just they go all over what are the Eagles doing and stuff like that? I, I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, the Eagles. I'm be... not sitting
0: around waiting
3: to watch an Eagles game. The, no. Most of the time. And then these next three games, oh, I'm
0: going to watch because yeah. I'm yeah, feeling they can lose at least two of those three.
3: Well, let's see. Let's let's see. I mean, I think they're a really good team, and I think I don't think they're going to just follow. I mean, they almost beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and that'll be an interesting game. You know, I mean, I, that it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I mean, they're they're good. There's no doubt about it. They don't have a lot of weaknesses. They're good. That's why oh, I think.
2: Oh no, oh no, that secondary is weak.
3: they don't have a lot Sam, of weaknesses. That's Sam
0: Howe torched. That deep that secondary twice this season we torched that secondary that is the weakness of the Eagles. Yeah, you can pass that pass rush, you can throw the ball down the
4: field on. No,
3: yeah. am I correct? You're, you're correct. You're, you're definitely correct. I mean, if if you could stop Michael Jordan, you beat the Bulls. I mean, the, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's That's it's a bad comparison now. Well, I'm just saying that if you stop their pass rush, I mean that that pass rush is pretty lethal. I mean, they they were really really good. I mean, uh, really good. So th- they can have a secondary like that. All right. We, we got we got to go. You got all a right. question? You got another question? No, I'm good. I appreciate it. You sure? Time. Thank you for the you call too. though. It was great great to end the show like that. Um this was a this was a great show of of mixture. We got we got some, you know, guys that have, that have been calling all, You know, Joe in Stanford, Brian. I mean, uh, of course, uh, Rob, Vegas, Sebastian, Anthony, Dylan. I mean, these guys calling all the time. But also great to have some new callers in there at the end uh, with Jeremy, Josh, Allen. Good stuff. Um, You know, the winner of the the, uh, state challenge was Florida. Florida had the most uh, in this one. uh, Well, a lot of callers from Florida. All right. Good stuff, guys. Appreciate that. We had a, a great show. Uh, thank you to Chris Beam. Stay with us here on Cowboys. A break will be coming up here. I'm sure they got a lot of things to talk about with this one. So for Chris, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline.
7: This has been a production of
2: DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!